God is good. Right, let's take our declaration of understanding the way we usually do when we want to study. If you are ready, give me an amen. amen. All right, I want to let's go now. I declare. The Lord has given me the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, and I'm being filled with the knowledge of his will, in all spiritual wisdom and understanding. As a result of this, I'm walking in a manner worthy of the Lord, I'm pleasing him in all respects, I'm bearing fruit in every good work, and I'm increasing in the knowledge of God. Now again, I incline my ears to his word. The word is entering my heart. It is giving me light and direction. It is healing me in every area. And it's making me more and more like the Lord Jesus. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 I said amen. amen. Alright, the Lord is going to speak to us again this evening. In the name of Jesus Christ. Alright, the Lord is good. Let's take our seats and quickly get into our teaching. And then we are going to get up to pray afterwards. Alright. Um, again, this is our school of prayer today. And what we do is to teach on one of the most important assignments that God gave to us, his children. I want to say it again. Prayer is one of the most important assignments we have as believers. Jesus said men ought always to pray and not to get tired of praying. I've said this thing so many times. I'm beginning to sound like a broken record, like they say. But I, I will not get tired. I will not get tired. The reason why God says we should always pray and not get tired is because there will be reasons to want to tire out. If prayer always got quick results, you would never have found that instruction in scripture. In fact, when Jesus gave that to us in Luke chapter 18, you will see that his illustration, the parable he told was to show delay, was to explain that sometimes you will see what appears like delay in prayer. That was exactly what he was dealing with at that particular point in time. What causes people to faint in prayer? Two things. Number one is delay. You pray about something, it doesn't seem to be happening. The result does not seem to be showing up as quickly as you would have loved it. That tends to make people get tired. The second reason people also get tired of praying is after a while, the result of prayer becomes so normal, they don't even realize it came because of prayer. So they stop. I don't know whether you're getting my point. All right? Because, for example, now, it's raining. We assume it's, it should rain. I mean, why shouldn't it rain? All right, we rain. We expect it to stop around October, November in Enugu, and then start again next year, March, April, at most early May. All right? We are so used to it. It hasn't failed like this. And it has been in Enugu for over 20 years. It has never failed. All right? So after a while, it doesn't cross our minds to even bless the God of rain. Because rain falls. And many places where people don't believe in God, people hardly stop believing in God. I'm not saying it doesn't happen. But it's not as common for people to stop believing in God because of troubles. They more, more often than not, stop because of too much prosperity. <laughs> Occasionally, people get hurt. Things happen that hurt them. So they tell you they don't believe in God. Yes, that's not. But the more common one is that people prosper so much, they say, who is God? They plan on the weather, on the climate. They know that it's going to rain. They plant. They expect rain to fall. And rain falls predictably. 40 years. They never had a problem of it did not rain. Why won't it rain? For that reason, they say God is not there. That even if he's there, there's a difference between what they call theism and deism. A deist believes that, yes, God created the universe, created the earth, created the heavens, and then set everything in motion and then walked away. 
So it rains because God has set the law in place to make it rain. And that God can never stop rain. God can never start rain. That's what they call deism. But theism, theism believes in God that is alive and well and involved today. So if theists will tell you that it's raining because God made it rain, and that if God wants, he can stop the rain. And all Christians, therefore, are theists. True Christians. There are some who call themselves Christians, but they are deists. So just for you to know the, some of the isms. Right? Deism just believes that, look, listen. Look, you, you have to take your destiny in your own hands. You have to know the laws that God has put in place. And just don't involve God. So God cannot make sickness go away. Many people, are, you know, some of these are our witnesses. They are nothing but deists. Because they don't believe miracle, in miracles. They don't expect miracles. If you pray that rain is disturbing, let rain stop, they will never believe with you. What am I trying to say? People, why did Jesus teach us that we must pray and not get tired? It's because life will want to make us get tired of praying. And we have to fight it. We have to fight it. How do we fight it? With the instruction of the word of God. With the instructions that Jesus gave to us. So this is our school of prayer. We keep on teaching on prayer. Because the Lord has commanded that we must continue to pray and not to get tired. I want to tell us again, if it was not crucial to the things happening on the earth, he wouldn't say that. So men ought always to pray. It's because it is important. The outcome of things on the earth, or the outcomes, are tied to our prayer. Our prayer has a major impact in what happens. Now, I read the scriptures again. I was just studying the, the, the other time again. It was Zephaniah that I was talking. And I realized what Zephaniah was saying is simple. It's what you find all over scriptures. Even when God, I don't want to use the word threaten, when God declares judgment, the reason why he declares it early is to give you a window of stopping it. To give you a window. So that's what happened when um, Jonah went to Nineveh and he declared the judgment of God on Nineveh. But they had 40 days. They had 40 days. So in that interval, they were able to suspend, push away the judgment for a whole generation. And the next generation could have accomplished the same thing. And they could have continued to accomplish the, suspended, the suspension of that judgment until Jesus would come and take it away. That's what prayer does. Sometimes you see God promising all over scriptures. He's giving you prayer points. When you see his promises in scripture, he's giving you what? Prayer points. Say, this is what I will allow the sons of Israel to ask me to do for them. I will increase their men like a flock. Now, he said that after having spoken for chapters. So when he said this also. Alright, let's just read it quickly. What am I going to explain? So even when God gives us promises, what he's saying to us is that continue to pray. Is that word also that I just um, that struck me there? When he said this also. When you see the word also, it means that there are other things before that. And what you see there, there are a lot of things he promised. Where is it? I think it's Ezekiel, right? Yeah. Ezekiel was prophesying. And if you read the previous chapters to that chapter 36, where he said that, he said many things, blessings that he was prophesying upon Israel. But at the end of the day, let's just save time and go straight down there. In, 30, in chapter 36, verse 37, he said, thus says the Lord God, this also I will let the house of Israel ask me to do for them. I will increase their men like a flock. What does that tell you? When you use the word also, that means the things he's been saying before then, 
go several chapters, you see promises upon promises. He expected them to ask him to do it. I hope you're getting my point. Now, we're going somewhere today. Actually, my plan today, I believe by the Spirit of God, is that we should pray concerning the election in Nigeria next year, which has already begun. PDP has chosen their, their flag bearer. Um, APC patiently waited for them to do that, but no. <laughs> just joking. Now, APC is going to do their own over the next few days. Many states in the country have chosen their, um, their own flag bearers, that is the state, for the state elections. But you see, the truth is this. It is only the counsel of God that we stand. You know, they said, let him that put on his armor, not boast like him that takes it off. So nobody should boast yet. Nobody should brag yet. That is, if you are going to battle, don't be bragging a strong man. It's when you come from battle, we will know who is a strong man. The battle is just starting. Nobody has any power in his hands. You can't rely on any human being, no matter the support they promised you. Some woman, the other day, talking about how governors cannot stand by the agreement. I said, did you not go there with men? Did you go there with spirits? Human beings are like that. You should have known. There was one particular state. You know, you're, 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 okay, nobody knows who I'm pointing at. I don't know where you came from, but it's your state. Last election, four, 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 four years ago, there was one guy that was running in opposition against the main guy there who finally the Supreme Court said they did not present a candidate. So he now commented, he said the big man in Abuja deceived him. He told him that I had all the machinery of that opposition party in that place in his hands. And he was very angry. I just, when I read it, I said, what is wrong with this guy? You're not a politician. Better go back to selling diesel. He's a businessman. I said, go back to your business. These guys will finish you. A politician told you something. You know, they said Charles de Gaulle. No, Charles de Gaulle. They said he made a statement. Charles de Gaulle said that politicians don't believe themselves. So they are surprised when you believe them. <laughs> they don't even know what they are telling you something. <laughs> so when you now come and say, this is your campaign promise. Me? When? They, they, they can't even remember. <laughs> now, what about the exercise here? No human being has the power. You can't rely on anybody. But we know that the power belongs to whom? The power belongs to whom? All right. So we want to pray, we want to pray. And you see the reason, well, let me give you a background to what we are going to be doing again today. Because faith must be boosted in our hearts for our prayers to be effective. In fact, that's what I want to do in this short teaching. I intend for us to rise and pray over this nation. Now, what I'm going to teach applies to every country, but we're not going to pray for Nigeria. This is the year 2022, all right? The next election will be something by a year's time, all right? Both elections, it may be in about 10 months' time. The handover will be in about a year's time. All right? But this applies into, in every country. So if you are listening to this, the principles are the principles of Scripture. They are spiritual principles that the Lord expects you to use to pray for your own nation. What I'm going to do, first of all, is to establish faith in our hearts so we can pray in faith. We can pray in faith. A prayer of faith, I've explained before, is not the prayer you say once and you don't repeat and you believe that God has heard you. That's not what makes something a prayer of faith. Every effective prayer is a prayer of faith. Every effective prayer must be a prayer of faith. The one we referred to when James was talking about Elijah. Elijah did not pray only once. I hope you're getting my point, okay? But it was a prayer of faith. That's what James was referring to. So what is a prayer of faith? It's a prayer that is based on scripture, is based on our faith in God, and we're expecting an answer from him. Now, under the prayer of faith, we now have all kinds of prayers. For example, we have a prayer of thanksgiving. 
We have a prayer of supplication. We have a prayer of petition. We have a prayer of intercession. We have what to call the prayer of agreement, which is just agreement is one of, the thing, one of those accessories to prayer that we say. That if we are praying about something and if more than one person is involved, okay, it's good to get other parties to be on the same page. So that when you're asking God for something, he knows what he's supposed to do. Alright? So as a husband and as a wife, as couples must try as much as possible to be in agreement on every single thing they are going to pray about. Otherwise, if you are divided, the house that is divided against itself cannot stand. You'll be really a double-minded couple before the eyes of the Lord. So prayer of agreement. Agreement is one of those accessories, aids to prayer. We called it that time when we're teaching on that. Okay? So all kinds of prayers. No matter what it is, whether it's a prayer of consecration, a prayer of petition, a prayer of intercession, they must be prayers of faith. Now, what are the other kinds of prayers if we're not talking about faith? That is the opposite of a prayer of faith. They are prayers of unbelief. And what are they? For example, a prayer of copy is not a prayer of faith. If you are praying, I adjure you by Jesus, whom Paul preaches. Are you getting my point? You are copying Paul. You don't even know the Jesus. And the demon went into, you know, exegetical analysis of the prayer. Paul, I know. <laughs> Jesus, Jesus, I know. Paul, I know. Who are you? So he showed them that it doesn't work like that. For you to be able to pray. I mean, you should know that Jesus yourself. And you should know yourself before you start shouting at demons. Otherwise, you get injured in that process. Many people have gotten injured trying to copy somebody else's prayer. I hope you're getting my point. Okay? So that's a prayer of copy. There's another kind of prayer, which is a prayer of show. They pray in public places so that they will have what? Honor before people. Jesus said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, they have their reward. Do you understand? There's also the prayer of doubt, double-minded. Today you want something, tomorrow you don't want it. Today you don't even know that you wake up in the morning, you pray against what God has revealed. All of those things are prayers in the opposite of faith. So when the Bible says a prayer of faith, faith must be in the heart for prayer to be effective. All kinds of effective prayers are prayers of faith. So that's why we are teaching a bit. That's why I do a lot of talking before we start praying. Because you have to explain to people what they are doing. Otherwise, they will just be nothing but noisy gongs, you know, clanging cymbals. Just making noise. Not getting any effect in heaven. I told you the other day, God forgive me, but if I'm wrong, but... You know, yeah, it was just about a week ago. I was on a flight coming back to Enugu. And it was just like today, you know. The rain was really bad. The pilot, after stepping around for some time, he said he's so sorry that he told us he would try and land, but that the weather is really bad. And that for our safety, he's not going to land if he can't make it simply. After some time, he said, guys, I'm sorry. So he diverted to Oweri. As soon as he announced that he's diverting to Oweri, prayer started inside the plane. Two ladies there, they were screaming the place down. Shouting at it. At the point, I had to shout on one of the police. Can we hear the pilot? The pilot was making an announcement. And there was no fear, fear in the plane until she said, there shall be no loss. Ah, we're not thinking about loss before. We're only thinking about bad weather. The man he shouted, there shall be no loss. I said, oh, is there a potential loss? Because for me, it's just bad weather. Not a big deal. It happens all the time. And he's like screaming. So I didn't want to tell the lady, say, they say, we command peace. But they were peace. I want to say, ma, ma. I, I almost told her that when we are coming down later, that before you shout peace, you try and be at peace. They were not at peace. There were two of them. They said they were prayer warriors. I didn't see worrying in anything. What I saw was worry. We speak peace. I said, who is speaking peace? A disturbed person? You think Jesus would be like, Peter, Peter, I command No, 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 no. When Jesus came to rebuke the wind, rebuke the waves, the Bible says he talked down at them. You have to understand this. When I say he rebuked, it's the same way you rebuke a child. 
It wasn't like, I command you, stop. No. They said, he, you know, there was a way it was. He talked down at the, way, the wind. And it was literal, they said, be muzzled. Literal, if it's modern, they will say, shut up. Will you stop that nonsense? Be quiet. You will see the irritation and annoyance in him. So he said to the wind, be muzzled. Literally, that's what the Greek says. We will say, shut up. Be quiet. But this one, they were screaming the plane down. I literally, I'm not kidding, I had to put my two fingers in my ears to have peace. Above the noise of the engine, everything, I put my fingers in my ears so I will have peace. At the, at the point in time, I shouted, please, can you be quiet? Can we please hear the pilot? The funny thing is, I didn't think there was a problem. They were just bad. You know bad weather happened? Rainy season. I'm sorry, I looked at that. I said, this is prayer of unbelief. I didn't join them in prayer. I'm sorry. If I was asking the Lord, how do I react to this? I said, Lord, why do we disgrace you like this? You're shouting, you're not at peace. You're not calm. You screamed your head off for more than 40 minutes total. I'm not exaggerating. When I say screaming, I mean screaming. Screaming. The speakers are right above your head when you're sitting in the plane. I couldn't hear what the pilot was saying. Father said, my sister, two of them said, my sister, that's not prayer. You can't be decreeing peace when you are not at peace. First thing you need to do is calm your soul in the midst of circumstances. God will come to you and say, fear not. You can't be agitating in heaven because you are not at peace. And then you are decreeing peace. You have to say, peace upon my soul. In the name of Jesus. Peace upon That's better. You can't decree peace to the waves when you are not at peace. Our prayer must be prayers of faith. Must be prayers of faith. Our hearts must be rested in God. Our prayers must be based upon scripture. Must be based upon the knowledge of the faithfulness of God. That's what they call a prayer of faith. Now, what are we doing today to stimulate faith concerning our nation? Now, let me just teach this, like I said, quickly, and then we'll get into it. First of all, remember I said it at the beginning. Anything God wants you to have, he gives you a promise. You know what he says to you? Fight for it. If he tells you, I'm taking you to a land that flows with milk and honey. I'm giving you the land of the Canaanites, the Hivites, the Perizzites. The Jebusites, you know, all the ites. It will take you there. You know, first thing you will see, giants. What's he saying? Fight for it. I won't drive away the giants. I want to see whether you want it. And I've said it again and again. And the more I say it, the more I realize it's the Spirit of God. Even though I've never doubted it from the beginning. That the Spirit of God is saying to the church in Nigeria, if you want this country, I will give you. If you want this country, I will give you. Let me not spend too much time on that. But I will say it again and again. Let everybody here tell everybody that God says to his children in Nigeria that if they want the nation, he will give them. So you hear of crisis. They are the giants. God wants to know, do you want it? Your business is not doing well, it's a giant. God wants to know, do you want it? There will be many troubles around. They are giants. God wants to know, do you want it? And if you want it, not just by words. Of course, words are important. Prayer important. But by actions also. He that sows in tears shall reap with joy. So they say, why do you want to invest in such an unstable country? We are not investing because it is stable. We are investing so it will become stable. Our investment will compel stability upon it. God said, I will pour water upon the seed that you sow. That is, sometimes you have to sow before I pour the water. 
you have to sow in faith so that I will invoke the power of God to bring rain upon that seed. So people have asked me before, what do we do? I say, no, invest. Am I guaranteeing you won't lose your money? Of course not. I say, you are buying the right to pray. You are buying the right to pray. You are saying to God, I'm not just asking you by mouth. I'm asking you by hand. <laughs> I'm asking you by actions. I'm risking, please, pardon me to use the word risk. I'm risking everything on your faithfulness. It's not really a risk. But just to make it clear, I'm risking things on your goodness. They said a bird in hand is what two in the bush. I said, Lord, a bird in hand, eh? except he dies, he abides alone. <laughs> Do you get my point? Yeah, I said, God, this is my bread. Except he dies, he abides alone. So I obey the scripture. I say, cast your bread upon many waters. Conventional wisdom is a bread in hand is what two in the bush. No, God said, no, no. Cast it out. Throw it out. After many days, you will find it again. I hope you're getting my point. That is, Lord, it's your faithfulness. Save up this money for tomorrow. At least this one you have said, no, I'm not going to save it. If I keep it in the bank, the curse of the Lord, the curse of the Lord is already upon it. Moth destroys. Thieves do break in and steal. Plant it. Yes, let's plant it. When we have planted it, when we have invested it, when we have bought land to start our business, when God gave us extra money, we decided to buy land and put a house there and live in it. I hope you're getting my point. Then when they now say, ah, this neighborhood is troublesome, we say, hey, after I put my 15 million, you're not serious. <laughs> I say, trouble, let me tell you who I am. I am more troublesome than trouble. My God is a very wicked God towards trouble. Greater is the trouble in me than the trouble that's in the world. Let me just tell you now. These are things you wouldn't do if the house was not your own. You just packed the landlord I'm going. <laughs> but because it's your house is your own, you will drive away trouble down the neighborhood, away from that neighborhood. Eventually the trouble will fall into the Atlantic. That's you claim your right. You know, that's what God does. There are prayers, look, where a man's treasure is. Any of us who don't want to, you want to be praying for Nigeria, meanwhile your treasure is in America. If you were a girl, will you listen to you? Of course you wouldn't listen to you. So God says, sow in that land. Why? So that you will have the heart to pray. I say to the church in Nigeria again, if you want the country, the Lord said he will give you. Our friends who pastor in the north, you know some of them. I was talking to another one, of them, not, not uh, the one you know. And they were describing, both of them actually are different times. They described when they first got, got up there to Sokoto. Pastor Courage and another man of God there. Now, all the foreigners, they, they rented houses. Why? They are f- afraid of, you know, trouble. Islamic riots, you know, you know, those kind of things. When the two of them came, they said, you can't live like this. Look at this small batch you are living in here. Meanwhile, you have one big house somewhere in Enugu. Somewhere in uh, Anambra, where you go only Christmas. You suffer like this, then one day you die. You never live in that house. You never enjoy the one here. And anytime they hear any noise, they've all run to the barracks. So that it has happened before that some young, <laughs> young local boys just make noise just to drive people away. Two guys just be fighting over nothing. They are friends. So, give my money, give my money. The Christians have run away. All of them go to the barracks. So these men came and told them that it's not like that. You don't claim lands this way. He said, no, you don't claim land like that. How do you claim land? He told them, buy land. Build your house. One day I went there. One of those men had bought 
50 hectares of land. Those of you that know land, go and calculate that. A typical acre will give you how many plots, how many enamel plots of house, for house? I think like, isn't that five? Yes. And there are two and a half acres in one hectare. The man had 55, to be precise. Hectares. He said, I didn't come here to play. Yes. He said, I didn't come here to play. He said, I to lay claim to the land. And his own logic is very simple. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. That's all. You know, people are too afraid. Now, please, when I preach, I want you to understand that I'm not guaranteeing you that they'll never take that land. God said, let them take it. Let them offend me. I don't know whether you're getting my point. You see, you're not giving cause to God to defend. You have to let people put finger in the eye of God sometimes. I don't know whether you're getting my point. Because he that touches you, you don't even let them touch. You have run away. <laughs> you give them nothing to touch. God said, there's no problem. Just put the land there. Let them use their clout to take the land from you. Then you have given me reason to avenge you of your adversary. So that's why I tell people, say, listen, invest. will you lose the money? Of course, why not? You can lose, it's not money. You think God defends money all the time? It's money. You can lose it. But God says, good. They have stolen your money. Good. Now at least I have something to record. Because God always has a reason for what he does. When he wanted to punish Jerusalem, he said, the punishment that I'm preparing is intense. The sin is not yet enough. What did he tell Abraham? He said, the iniquity of the Amorite is not yet full. It's not yet complete. So go away first. Let them sin some more. They are telling God, say, I want to destroy some people entirely. He said, but the amount of sin they have sinned does not justify the amount of punishment I desire. So give them space. So Jesus said, ah, it's been a long time. I have to avenge myself of my adversaries in Jerusalem. He said, what do I do? He said, I want to bring it upon this generation. He said, but all this blood they have shed is not enough. He says, what do they say? We'll send them more prophets. He said, they will kill. We know. They will maim. We know. But why are you allowing it? He says, so that all the blood of the prophets shed from Abel to Zechariah, so I can bring it upon this generation. So when a wicked man takes your land, sometimes just go and laugh. Don't even go to court. Just go and laugh. Just laugh. Say, what is funny? Say, oh God, now your liver they see. I'm just looking at your liver as it's becoming cirrhotic. <laughs> what do you mean by that? My God is terrible. One of the things I want to preach, eh? God is what's warming up to get there. I want to describe the other side of God. Maybe I'll call that series the other side of God. The God that beheads and he checks how much blood he has gathered. He says it's not enough. Give me another 100,000 people. Jesus was walking past. He said, what's going on? Why is your cloth dirty? He said, oh, I've been busy matching my enemies. He said, the stain you see on me is the blood of my enemies. He said, and I'm not finished. I'm coming. That was Jesus. <laughs> I've been warning people. All that beating, where you beat Jesus, where they go cross. He's waiting for some people to avenge himself. <laughs> no, but the Bible says that he was walking past. He said, ah. They asked him, why are you dirty like this? Why are you stained? Why is your robe red? He said, I've been very busy. Busy doing what? Avenging myself. Threshing my adversaries. I've been telling people, the reason why God is slow to anger is because he knows what he means when he's angry. That's why he's slow. Listen, if anybody oppresses you, if anybody, op- honestly, do you know? <laughs> I said, one day, one man did me something, I looked at him like this. 
It wasn't a terrible thing. Maybe I was too hot-tempered. But I remember I just drove away. I was with my chief. She said, let's give him the money. He's asking for I said, no, chief. If I open my mouth, he will die. Let's go. I was provoked to a level. I said, if I open my mouth, chief, this guy will die. Let's go. I was provoked to a level. I said, this guy is wicked. I quickly drove away. I said, let me not get into a discussion with him. Because if I do, he will die. So I drove away. You know the girl we are dealing with? Isn't he a joker? <laughs> Let's know him. Somebody is oppressing the poor. <laughs> oppressing the defenseless. You know what God said? He said, I take the life of those who do it. You oppress somebody simply because you think you have power. That power is going to be used to behead you. That our prophet, he began to prophesy against false prophets. You've heard me when I talk against false prophets. Yet I could not say amen. Some of you think I'm very angry. Wait till the Holy Spirit began to talk. The man was prophesying. Do you know I shot my mouth? I'd never seen that type of vexation before. He said, the Lord will arise and erase their families. He said, let all their organs become their enemy. I could not say amen. I just said, Lord, as you will. <laughs> as you wish. Now, why? I did, some say, why would I, it's in the Bible. Some of you, you know, a few people just say that uh, God, they only read half of the Bible. They want to spend a coin. They, they spend one half. If you read the whole scriptures, you won't be talking the nonsense some of my brethren talk. They describe a God who, who even, when they talk about God, God can't recognize, is that me? Why do I look funny? I mean, I know all of you, I mean, I don't think I'm looking too bad. I'm not, just look at me like this. So you think I'm okay. Then I turn my back and you just see a flat wall. No shoulder, nothing, you know? Like me, I turn my back now. You just see something as flat as this paper. As a bank, are you all right? You know, is that a hologram? You know, they, you know, you'll be wondering. There's another side to me. Everything has other sides. God is not just that good side, good side. I'm going to say something here. So sometimes when you want to choke God, you want something. You take, in quote, risks. They say, they, they are, you know, you're not from here. People will take it from you. He said, God is looking for how to punish people. Let me give him another opportunity. Sometimes you look at somebody and I say, I heard you like to make trouble. Let me just let you know. My father is horrible when it comes to punishing people. And then you walk away. It's not land. Take it. Sometimes you don't want to talk, but your mind, if you build on it, you will never live in it. It's not land. I take it now. Why am I fighting you? My father has everyone. But here your iniquity has to be full. Sometimes when an oppressor comes to oppress you, God wants to stop oppression. That's why. He has oppressed the first person. The person not, he not know person. He not even know God. <laughs> but God is angry. He oppressed the second. He make oppression his habit. That's reason number 10. God said, mm, let's end this guy quickly. Find me a nice child of God here. You go and buy 200 square meters of land. You buy, say, I'm a land grabber. <laughs> you now grab your land. You say, want to be angry. Holy Spirit say, cool down, cool down. Talk to him. Mr. Land Grabber, I want you to know that I'm a child of the king who owns all the land on the earth. And then when he wants to die, you know what he will say? My friend, let me hear a word. Once he says that, God says, you now go. I told you to buy small so that I don't pay you too much. But me, I have what I want. Make sure it's big enough to bury him and two of his family members. The day he lays the foundation, he falls sick. <laughs> you don't know God. God will make sure they bury him there. So who are those who have been conspiring with him? Say that his first son and his first wife. Because he bring everybody. 
One plot for him, one plot for her. Put them there together. Let them die within the space of three days. They will come to the community. Any other person grabbing land? Say, no, we are landowners. <laughs> In this place, we are landowners. So, uh, Lord, see, that church, they came last week. We gave them land. See, 2,000 square meters. They are doing foundation. And we donated money. Because, hey, you sure? No other land grabber. Ah, land grabbing land. The earth is the Lord's. And the fullness thereof. I'm sorry. God wants to do this, but we preach wrongly about him. We preach wrongly about him. I read the prophets a lot these days. I listen to prophets on, you know, audio Bible. Sometimes, when the prophet finish talking, even me, I say, Abba, Abba, Amos, Idu. I put it off. Say, it is enough. When I was listening to Zephaniah, I said, now, wow. Zephaniah, how far? I will wipe everybody away from the surface of the earth. We wipe it clean. I say, eh? what? He said they are sinners. So this is what I do to those who hate me. That's an aside. For us to just know who God is. So God says, if you want the nation, I will give you. Want it in words. Want it by prayer. Want it by deeds. One of my colleagues came today. Was campaigning for an office. We asked him a few questions, and I told him, I am impressed by you. I told him I'm impressed. When he told me what he had done, when he came, he greeted me very nicely. I recognized him, former student and all of that. But when he told me what he had done with his life and how he took advice from one of his senior colleagues and pursued a particular path, and he has built business all over town. Because I asked him, how many people do you have now? He said, yes, I think he told me he has about 12 members of staff. I said, very good. Some of these people he counted as specialist doctors. I nodded. I shook his hand and said, man, you have impressed me. And I told him, I said, listen, this is how this land will be redeemed. You are thinking for federal government. Federal government is bankrupt. They are borrowing money they don't plan to pay. Called domestic debts. Who they pay domestic debt? You borrow more to, bob, to pay. And they say, well, how much are we owing? One trillion now. You print another trillion, pay the one, then borrow two trillion. No government pays the... Uh, the other day, you know, our guy said, I will never borrow. I said, that's why we won't make it president. Presidents are meant to borrow. They do is borrow. <laughs> they always borrow. In fact, in America, some companies borrow just so that they will be safe. They so, come, borrow, 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 so that when they want to take us over, they see we are owing money, they will leave us alone. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's part of you know strategies to maintain people in management. They borrow money. Somebody they want to check the value of the stock and the asset. When they say eh, debt, how much? Eight hundred million dollars. Eh. Now leave them, leave them, leave them. The guys, no, they can't pay. They just don't want to pay. So please, if it's as the government you think we solve the problem of the nation, forget that. Thing. They are looking for who to borrow from. The other day, you know, they said Sukuk bond. Christians rose up saying, so no, this is Islamization agenda. I heard that they sent the vice president to them. To go and talk and say, guys, this, let me tell you the truth. Eh? This Sukuk bond, we can balance it. Just bring the Jesus bond. There's no problem. But for them not to borrow it, like, like free money. How many billions they collect that time? The Christians say Islamization. Hey, I heard that the, 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 the government went and did analysis, showed the church that you guys collect like two trillion naira a year in, in a offering and tithes. Just give us one trillion. Then we will see Islamic bond, the Jesus bond. They will, everything will balance. Nigeria will now become secular. <laughs> but that we should not borrow. Just leave that in. And in case you don't know, that's to cook bond. It's why you can drive from here to Portacot without pothole. It's true. You see, they put it there. You can be angry. It's cooked the road. <laughs> <laughs> so if that's the government you are waiting to develop the country, 
They can't. They're not wicked. They just don't have the capacity. And after doing primaries, most days are broke right now. All those who are busy flyovers, I hope you see how change. I won't say more than that, though. I didn't call your name. <laughs> the Lord is good. What am I going to say? So I told the guy, I said, look, what they are doing is right. It's people like you. If we have hundreds and hundreds of people like you, the country will be developing. In the midst of the crisis, it will be developing. Then one day the crisis is over, everywhere is developed. And you are wondering, how did it happen? Let me say it again. God wants to bless his children. And Satan knows, so he's always trying to entice them. Like the man who closes, a doctor closed his clinic where he was employing 40 people to go and take a job in Canada. Yeah. Yes. Ah, did, did he buy a company in Canada? It's just beside the gate. He didn't give more than a visa. One of our brother who gave me the gist told me, say, asked the guy, what about your staff? He said, I'm not their Messiah. There's a way you confess yourself out of blessing. People who are blessed, you say, hey, I want to travel. Though. But when I think of my staff, what would they do? For their sake, let me stay. After what's the blessing for? So it will be a blessing. That's all. You are blessed, so you will be what? A blessing. Please, I'm just saying that so that believers would know what God is saying. Just show him you want the land. And as God leaves, he will give you the land. There will be giants. Just say, God, giants or no giants, let's first agree. We want the land. They will not start conquering the giants therein. And listen, you don't want to live a normal life. Let me just tell you. You want a life that's eventful, that can tell the story of the faithfulness of God. You want a life that God can say, ah, in that fellow's life, I showed myself strong. Say so the eye of the Lord does what? Runs to and fro the whole earth. Why? So that he will find somebody who he can show himself strong on his behalf. So anyone whose heart is perfect, that is fully following him, not 100% does not make mistakes, but at least this is the only place he's following. Fully his or completely his, some translations will say, Second Chronicles chapter 16. God is looking for whose life he used to tell his story. So that he can say, even though their beginning was small, yet I made their latter end greatly increase. I can't be beg- beg- begging God just to give you a job so that at least you two you ate in this life. How can that be, be all there is to it? How can that be all there is to it? You'll be using all kinds of things you know, to keep you caged. I give the Lord praise for the little he has done through us and I know he will do more. When I was coming to Enugu, that's why they were telling him that I don't go to Enugu, you know, you know, you know the way Nigeria is. I said, How's Nigeria? How did Enugu stop being part of God's property? Is it not my father anymore? I said, I beg, you guys leave me. Joseph was not an Egyptian. That's why I kept on telling everybody. Then we came to Enugu. Of course, I knew the reason why we came. It was to preach the gospel. And from Enugu, we have preached the gospel to <laughs> that is the rest of Nigeria. By tomorrow morning, they start our broadcast in Lagos. Yes. And that will be the 25th radio station. Yes, that's number 25. Or oh, is it 26? Huh? No, I just want to be sure. No, I know it's not less than 25. It's whether it's 26, that's the issue. Because the only one was the 24th. Yes, so it's now the 25th. Let me tell you how good God is. There's none of this radio station that is free. Not one. Not one is free. 
The radio station, they collect their money. Oh, they collect their money. <laughs> they collect their money. One, day, one of my friends said that uh, when I, I were discussing, I told him I needed to go to Cosmo FM. Why? He said, I needed to pay them. He said, you pay them? I looked and I said, what did you think? He said, I thought that they like your preaching so much, they put it on radio. I said, me too, I wish so. <laughs> no, I wish it was so. When I told him how much I was paying them, that we were paying that time, I was just telling him, how much were I paying? You know, the guy was shocked. A lot of Christians are very ignorant. They don't know what's going on. They'll be abusing preachers. If you know what preachers are going through. I was telling my wife, was it this morning or yesterday? How much you pay on radio? All these radio stations, they collect money. There's not one that's not collected. But you know what? God keeps supplying. Some of them, in fact, the, the other one, you know, we didn't know they were airing us. One brother will go pay them, collect messages from his drawer, give them. On the one day, I don't know where, where did you get, get messages from. If you just come here, collect messages. Ah, he's an answer that he's not like that. Now you'll have told us. So that made the arrangement. So he continues to pay. They at least now, from here, we now send the materials at the air. One day, one brother went to one station like that. When he, when he said that he wants to put it in his hometown. So when they finished, when they told, told Thor Reverend, and Thor Reverend told him, much, we used to tell people, please don't negotiate for us because you don't know. We, we, we know this business. So we know how to drive a hard bargain. We know, no, Reverend Yenka knows how to handle them very well. He said, look, I can't tell Pastor that thing. Forget it. Tell the guys, I'll call you later. Drive hard bargains. So one of the, he drove one of those bargains with one of those, one of those guys. When he finished, he told the, the brother, well, I said, eh, is that all? His, his, his mind was, you know, the guy came from Potako like him. So his mind was expecting something big. When he heard how much they wanted, he just couldn't give him money for one year. He said, okay. Paid for a whole year. He just called and said, told the that send materials. Different ways God has been. Most of them, we have to be able to transfer money, but God keeps sending the money. Now, why am I telling the story? <laughs> he said, no, go here. We came to start ministry. We didn't go to Abuja. We didn't go to Lagos. No, 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 we didn't go. From here, we broadcast. So let nobody be deceiving you. They, don't go. they just want to short, cut you short of your inheritance. Something that God has planned to give you. They scare you. As people come to Enugu, I hear some of their confessions. One man said, in this evil land, you can never get a big church. I didn't say anything. Be it unto you, according to your faith. And one day I went to his church. When I saw the way he was doing it, in my mind, no wonder. It's not as if we are trying to get, get, get big church. But stop saying things like that. Why don't drive you away from your inheritance? After we didn't come here to, to amass anything. Came to preach the word. Just focus on that. And let God do what he wants to do. And I start telling you that you go, you go to where the land is good. You don't go to where the land is good. You go to where you have been sent. And God will make that land good. I've said the pres- your presence is what brings goodness to the land. When you say you are the head and not the tail, it means you don't go around looking for, hey, where is it good? Let's jump there. Some people will change jobs ten times in two years. Haba. Once you give them 200 naira increase in salary, they have moved. Somebody will put 500 naira to it, they have moved. One of my colleagues said, human beings are so cheap, if you know how much they change jobs, or you wouldn't believe. Hey. They say, ah, that, 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 that's, that city, they don't take light. Power is constant. You are packed. As soon as you go, the tornado will come remove all the... Because of you, you know some people, they are evil spirits. Anywhere they go, they bring problems. Instead of you to go there, stay there, and pray until everything is good in your own area. One brother was testifying the other day. Ah, I said, no, I need to activate this for my street, because this rain, eh, don't wash away one of our roads. 
Oh, they don't cut the road. Oh, we used to pass before. My car is high. Yet, one day I get my car hung by one tire. One tire, I did this, I one tire. The car was not doing like this. You know, Jankerova, you know. <laughs> Rain don't wash and come out. I said, no. I need to hear, I need to pray. Because one brother testified. The other church is, the road is very bad. So he began to, because before that, he had been blessing the government. He has been blessing the states, blessing the city. He said that the road was, was bad. So he started blessing the road. And one day they came to church. Nobody tried anything. Nobody went to The next day, voodoo's are everywhere. Mm. All the portal, that is, they turned the place to flat ground. Isaiah chapter 40, in front of his eyes. They elevated the valleys, brought down the hills, and made a smooth road for the Lord to go to church. Ah. What am I saying? God says, if you want the land, I will give you. If you want it, I will give you. Giants are there to test whether you want it or you don't want it. The Lord is good. I said the Lord is good. So what's the point we are making? We have a duty as believers to bring what God wants to do onto the earth. I said we're going to pray for our Nigeria, right? Election next year. So let's tell our faith concerning that. See, this country, we have collected it. Somebody say amen. amen. The Bible says all things are yours. Every president is ours. It doesn't have to be from our village, but it's our own. He must work for our good. God uses two kinds of people for good. There are those who know him and confess, I will be an instrument of good. There are those that he will just strengthen, even though they have not known him. Go ahead and chapter 45. When God was describing Cyrus, I've strengthened your loins, I've armed you, I've opened doors for you. He said, even though you have not known me. Why? I wanted to help my oppressed go free. All this drama they are doing. Step down, don't step down. Sign withdrawal forms. Don't sign our own withdrawal form. 100 million naira per form. People bought form until the banks were full. And as soon as they finished buying form, they started withdrawing one by one. And the other, there will be consensus. There's no consensus. Somebody said the president traveled. Not because I had anything to do, but he was tired of too much headache. So he said, let me go for Where did he go for a conference? Eh? Is this Spain? <laughs> he went somewhere in Europe. So they are discussing, you know, you now hear that the president went to for a conference on climate change. Which you consider Nigeria concerned climate I forgot to say he would discuss prisoner repatriation and the, and the extradition treaty. As I said, such a time, somebody said, no, a guy wants to go arrest. <laughs> that the pressure is too much. I, well, I know those politicians, they are, all, they are on the next plane. <laughs> We're just enjoying the drama. We're just enjoying the drama. But in reality, we are going to enforce what will happen in the realm of the spirit. And at the end of the day, once they swear somebody in, we start praying for him. Whether it's the person we wanted by our own natural calculation or not is irrelevant. We just know he's our minister. He's the minister of God to do us good. Yes. And we're already praying. We're already prophesying. That anyone who will enter that seat of the presidency of Nigeria next year, this is your assignment. You are a minister to do us good. If you read Colossians chapter 1, it tells us all things were made by him and for him. And he's the head of the church, of the body, the church. That is, everything was made by Christ for his body. He said, whether thrones or authorities. He said, whether things seen or things unseen. So the present we can see was made by Christ for our good. Say amen. Yeah. So he has no choice. He will do that good. Yeah. Now that's what prayer is. We are, discre- we are not asking, say, this person, what can he do? Mm-hmm. Once you enter that place, you will do. Yeah, you will do the will of God. We anoint that seat. 
Anyone that will not do the will of God, they, will, they sit with eject him. They will sit down like they just fly like Tom and Jerry. Bam! Out of the place. <laughs> yes. That, 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 see, that, people don't know. That's the job of Christians. You know what people do? They use their mouth to work for Satan. The problem in this country is that there's no equity. There's some people that have never been present in this country. What are they? I cannot, they were talking all kinds of talk. And I said, did you ever, you like David? Yes. Did you know that most of David's generals were cousins? If it's Nigeria today, nepotism. I can also win the same kingdom. The chief of army staff, tribe of Judah. The deputy chief of army staff, tribe of Judah. Chief of air staff, tribe of Judah. Not only are they from tribe of Judah. You sure you know Joab was David's cousin. You don't know that. And two of his brothers were all top generals. Yeah, through those men, God gave Israel rest. Who cares where you are from? Just give us rest. Christians, you have to breathe your tongue with the word of God. Use scripture to breathe your tongue. All these delegates that are collecting dollars, did they check where the person giving it is from? They just want to be sure the dollar is from America. That's what they know. <laughs> you bring it. Is it genuine dollar? Who signed it? Is it Donald Trump? Or <laughs> they just want to be sure whose dollar it is. That's what they care about. It was and they are, listen, that is what they know. When it gets to that point, they don't check the tribe of the person who's giving the dollar. Once the dollar is complete, you're a man of God. <laughs> That's all they know. What am I trying to say? It's not good we want. It's not the person that God will use for good. I've seen people vote in such a manner that God said, I can never bless a nation under people like this. That was my roommate when we were in school. I've told the story a number of times. He was a law student. He came. Raking and ranting, how useless one guy running for LOSA, that's LOSA, Law Students Association. The guy running for LOSA president, the fellow is very useless and stupid. The guy knows nothing, he has no plan. How can somebody like that, and the guy won? So, how can somebody like that win? And we say we are planning to go forward in this our association. It was my roommate. He was raking and raking and raking. He said, anyway, sir, I voted for him. I'm not kidding. I said, Polo, what did you say? This guy spent, I'm not, it's not two minutes, not five minutes. He was on the matter describing how bad this guy is, how the guy is clueless. I heard the word clueless years later. But he used things like that. This guy is clueless. He has no plans. The association can never move forward under him. I'm not exaggerating, please. He said worst, no, God is my witness. He said worst things that I'm saying. Or at least things are as bad. I know they said anyway, shall I voted for him? I said, What? I said, You did what? He said, You see, he's my brother. People like that should please never pray. God will never answer. There's no point. With your own mouth, you told me the association would never move forward under people like this. Then you took your vote and you cast the vote for him. Please stop praying. If you pray, God will punish you. He literally will. There are those who go to vote. They don't care. Where is it from? Our local government. That's all. It's the reason why people... Pray. Listen, let me... You know, one of the things I thank God for. So it's not expecting for... It's just, it's not expecting 200 million... No? Ignoramuses to agree before he blesses us. He waits for the remnant. What is called the remnant. There's a critical mass. He said, I need a certain proportion... Of my people to do the right thing. 
Then I will use those people to bless. I have never waited on the whole world to be able to bless the earth. I wait on my people. And they are the ones I'm teaching the word of God. They are the ones I'm teaching the word of God. What am I saying? See, with our prayer, we are going to take charge. And say to Nigeria, you must good. I hope you understood that English. You must good. That's pigeon for those who don't know. It's our own broken English in Nigeria. Okay, let's say it's international English. Good will come to you. You must be good. Praise God. How can you preach like that? It's not good. Now let's preach. I bet this nation will go good. The goodness of God will tabernacle in this land. We will enforce it by prayer in the name of Jesus. Now, these are the doctrines we must bear in mind. Number one, this nation is not a game of chance. Please, I'm trying to establish faith in our hearts to remind us of things we know already. It is not a game of chance. There is what what is called exclusive list. If you study government, there's what they call exclusive list. Some things belong to the executive of the nation alone or the, the central government, that is the federal government. It's exclusive. For example, defense of a nation. You can't stand an army now to defend Nigeria from Enugu. It's not allowed. It's in the exclusive list. International relations is in the exclusive list. Now, I don't want to teach government beyond that level. I just want to explain something to you. There are some things are in the exclusive list of God. He does not discuss with man. Creation of nations is in the exclusive list. Only him decides it. He decides all by himself. He sets the boundaries of the nations. And one of the criteria that he uses, all right, is according to the number of the Israel of God. The sons of Israel of God. So God said, this is how I want to carve this nation. There's an expression I want people to use on the earth. It's called the church in Nigeria. So cut a nation for me called Nigeria. I've heard all kinds of nonsense. As I heard it today, Zeke should have not have agreed. Should have gone with Awo. They should have done this and done that. They should not have agreed for the amalgamation. I said, he didn't have the power to agree or to disagree. God decided. Those men were nothing but instruments. I keep on saying it. Most of, you know, I have, a, I have a classmate who doesn't even believe in God the way we do. But he will tell you that the average southerner is ignorant and arrogant. Yeah, and I believe that. He said they are ignorant and they are arrogant. And they don't know what's going on. They just believe that they are everything. And it's very common amongst Christians too. They say, cut the country. I say, so what do you want the Christians in Kebi to do? Cut the country. What about the Christians in Bauchi? What do you want them to do? Cut the country. Have you been to Adama? The number of Christians that are there. All these men, young men that come around town and are looking for work, that can interview the ones from Adama, ask their names. You will hear Christians' names, you will be tired. Cut the country so they can be swallowed by the Islamists around them. Are you not ashamed of yourself? Selfish. Thinking of yourself alone because you think you are safe. <laughs> you have been blessed to be a blessing. Never forget it. Amen. One of my former students, a junior colleague, so from Anambra State here, but he used to live, I think, in Kebi. He said there are communities that exist today only because that state is part of Nigeria. He said if you cut them away from Nigeria, give them one month, they are gone. There are people who are waiting to swallow them up. But let's not sit on that now. Just summarize by this. God determined the boundary. 
He determines the boundary. Say amen. Amen. It will never come from your mouth again that Lord Lugard made this country. Lord Lugard was just a man. That's angels telling us amen to what I'm saying. (laughs) Lord Lugard was just a man who God used. The Queen of England or the King, whichever one supervised the amalgamation, was just a human being whom God used. The purpose of God is what we are serving in this nation. This nation was created for a purpose. And this nation will fulfill that purpose. In the name of Jesus Christ. That's one point. Another point I should make. (laughs) Exclusive list. Only God chooses heads of states. Only him. Nobody else does. Nobody else does. You know, Nebuchadnezzar found out. And he told us about it. And we're going to read all those scriptures in a moment. Let me just be talking. In Daniel chapter 4. He said he rules in the affairs of mankind. He sets over the kingdom, the realm of mankind, the, the kingdoms of man, whomsoever he wishes. So there's no authority but from God. Paul was to tell us later. Only God. Now, the mistake people make is that they just think that if God chose it, the man must be good. It's not true. There was a time God, for whatever reason, got up and raised the man. His name was Adolf Hitler. Adolf Hitler, by the time he was done, six million people were dead because he had one devilish rage in his heart. People now, for that reason, they refused to accept that God placed him there. Hear ye the word of the Lord. The Lord put him on the throne of Germany. Ah, sir, how can you say that? It's not me. The Bible says it. What did Adolf Hitler do that Pharaoh was not doing before him? The Pharaoh that did not know Joseph and his descendants, what did they not do? They were the ones that ordered the young children killed at birth. Why do you think Moses was in a basket on the water? You think he loved swimming lessons as a child? A Pharaoh gave that decree. And God said, concern that Pharaoh, I raised you up. That is, I raised you from nothingness, from obscurity, till you became a Pharaoh. Why? I want to show my glory, my power through you. Was it a good thing he did? No, not at all. He oppressed the people of God. Interestingly enough, he became Pharaoh because God decreed it so. I hope you know Saul was a very bad king. The king in Israel, Saul. The first king. You know who appointed him? Was it Samuel? The Levites? The Simeonites? Or his own countrymen, the Benjaminites? The smallest tribe was Benjamin. That's where Saul came from. I hope you're getting my point. It was, we know the story. God personally, and people say, is the, people, is, the, is the person the people wanted, did they know him? They did not know him. God expressly, we don't have time to bring it through the scripture, but you all know it to be true. God expressly picked him by himself. People just assume that if God is the one that anointed the leader, I've had people quarrel with me like that. They say, we got our current president because we wanted him and God gave it to us. Democracy, I said, nonsense. You don't know God enough. He said, men toss coins. Well, they cast lots, the Bible says. He said, but the decision is in the hand of God. Let me give you modern words. Men go to vote. Their outcome is decided by God. The angels count it first. He said, are they going to rig or not? He said, there will be no rigging. He said, okay, we have to make sure the votes deliver this man. 
So these are people who won't vote for him. Make that one go to hospital as an emergency. The child is sick. Make that one get a business call. He will not be able to go. That one is very careless. Throw away his voter's card. <laughs> no, that's, that's why he's got... Look, the angels are working. Do you know how many there are? There are millions of them. So the angels will count the vote before you go to cast it. You, some of you say, okay, I will cast by force. I will fight the angels. I will hold my, okay, my, my ZATM card or uh, voter's card here. I will hold it. You reach there, you open it, use ATM card. <laughs> in your hurry, you touch the card, picked it, card na card. Put it in your pocket, you get there. Unfortunately, that desire to trek there. Your house is far. You are not voting. For some, you come with the correct card. As about to turn print, your friend before you say, ah, Andrew, you did there? Ah, yes, I do. <laughs> Invalid votes. That's it. Invalid, you know. By the time you look, nobody's calling you. You hear the spirit shout your name. Sign like your neighbor. The angels will manipulate by the time you are done. In fact, I told you the story of the one that happened in America. Pat Robertson's father. God revealed that that man is not going back to Zenith. How did the angel do it? God just gave one angel an assignment. The angel went there and began to blow. Everybody became cold. Everybody sat at home. And the man had won so regularly. They said, why go to vote? He will win. All the opponents braved the, the cold and went to vote. His own people said that he always wins. They stayed at home. They counted the votes he lost. You know what David said? Once he has spoken. Twice I've heard this. The power belongs to God. There's nobody should lie to you that somebody has appointed a head of state for this our nation. And it is not our God. No. So if we want a good head of state, we don't join PDP. We don't join APC. We don't join, what's the other one? NNPP. Or Labour Party. One guy, one man said something. He mentioned one particular man's name. I shall not mention his name on air. He said he's destined never to become president in this country. When they said it sounded so prophetic to me. I'm not saying God said though. I'll show you the video once we finish here. He went, he went through the man's history. He said, President, call. you will never be president. <laughs> We're not joining any of their parties. We want a good president. We join the PP. You know the PP? The prayer party. The Lord will bless this, your wife. Hmm? We join the prayer party. We get on our knees and declare to our Sorok, in the name of Jesus Christ, it is written, heaven rules, the almighty rules, the sovereign Lord rules. He says upon this nation, whosoever he wishes, heavenly father, in the name of Jesus, we say, according to the word of your servant David, say, who, anyone that will rule, will rule in righteousness. Amen. Let the one that will sit on that seat be one that will rule in righteousness. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. If we agree with this, I will keep on saying these things. God will now be able to do that which he has willed to do. Listen. We have to generate the atmosphere of faith for the will of God that we have discovered to be effective for our good. If we don't do this, God will still make his choice because at the end of the day, it's his choice. But it will be a choice that will not bless anybody. It will be a choice for judgment, not for blessing. Because, you see, the truth is that when we go ahead and start believing a lie, we are adding sin to sin. That's what the Bible calls adding sin to sin. A lot of Christians in this our nation, they've added sin to sin. They insult God every day. The other day we were talking about praise. 
from people's praises are not acceptable. Because they come to church and sing praises, then go outside and praise Buhari. They go outside and praise APC. They go outside and praise cabals. They go outside and praise human beings. They go outside and praise Bola Dinubu. They go outside and praise anybody that has power. I say, these are the people that will not let things work in this country. They have decided. You keep on prophesying. They have decided. They have decided. They have decided. They have decided. So God says, okay. Since all my people said they have decided, he'll go to the meeting of the day. He said, day, what did you decide? Say we decided that this man is going to keep our system of imprisoning other people, oppressing people, rolling. So this is the person we have chosen. God will say, okay. They have decided. Then he will not make that day, that day's decision. He will not approve it. Because the choice ultimately is his own. I don't know whether I get my point. Since we kept on prophesying, they have decided. They, I, do not, sometimes, now please, I'm not, your tribe doesn't concern me. That's not my issue right now. But I just want to explain something. I hear it all the time among some people. They say the northerners have decided that nobody else will ever rule. Now, now really, I don't care. You know, are you getting my point? Because, of course, what they say is so untrue. If you check the people that have ruled over the last few years, can't number of years people have ruled. I mean, the South has ruled quite a lot. I mean, <laughs> I mean Jonathan is from this. Is near my neighborhood there. You know, are you getting my point? Uh-huh. Obama's on your roof for a very long time. You, are you, I hope you're getting my point. Look, people have ruled. Let's put it like that. But let's not even go into that. But that thing they keep on saying, they don't like it too, but they keep saying it. Now, listen, I'm not on their side. I don't believe in all that tribal. I'm a believer. I'm truly a believer. Yeah. I truly believe God. I'm truly a believer. Okay? So bear that in mind. I don't get involved in it. Like, like, like we say, we can be enjoying the analysis. Just be talking, talking up and down. But me? That's why our current president have ruled now for seven years. Complete. Seven years. I have never said one negative word about him. Not one. In seven years. Not one. Even though, well, I can say it so that people will understand. Twice he ran for office, that, that he, that the one that he won. Both times, I did not vote for him. Yeah. First time I voted for good luck. Last time I voted for PDP also. I had my reasons. Yet I have never spoken a negative word. Never. Not one. Either in my heart, or openly, or in prayer. It doesn't mean we agree. There are things he does, I wish he didn't. But so that I don't undermine my own prayer for my own country, for my own good. Because why do I pray for leaders? Paul says so that we can lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness before God who wants every man to be saved. That is, I have to be able to preach my gospel. For that reason, I maintain certain principles. There's a certain kind of discipline that is required of intercessors. For that reason, if I don't like it, I pray about it. There's somebody I know, supposed to be a believer. I've never seen a man hate the head of state of his country like he hates Buhari. We never refer to him as President Buhari. It's always one slight name, you know, like a name to slight him, to mock. It's always either derision, mockery, slight. So one day I, I quoted the scripture, I said, the same spring cannot bring forth good and bad water. Because he argued against the scripture. I didn't even say anything. I've dropped it. Let the Holy Spirit breathe on it for you. There are people that I don't need to, to know. Listen, the little I know, I know when they are praying about this country, God turns off the channel. He turns off the channel. And many of you listen to me, God has turned off your channel. Eh? And it doesn't turn off the channel and there are no consequences. It will affect your business. It will affect your career. 
Let her repent and be saved. You can't be, you know, releasing. See, we all have a duty to release a positive ambience into the air. We have that duty. When you talk with him that you agree, no, that's, that's what I keep on telling people, and I think God left it like that. For you to know that I did not vote for our current head of state. Twice he has won election to become head of state. Both times I didn't vote for him. I had my reasons. I mean, no, not, I mean that's just the way life is. But once they anoint you king, touch not my anointed. Yes. You will not touch the Lord's anointed and be guiltless. It's the word of God. These are things you must bear in mind. That's why God will listen to you concerning the next election. That's what I'm talking to you. Because we are, it's prayer we are praying. I hope you're getting my point. We're not just discussing. We are staying up faith. We must believe these things. Number one, God created this nation. He has a purpose for it. Number two, okay, there are other things we said before. We have to do our duty. We have to release spiritual power. It's by what, what's in our heart. So we have said that. Then again, I've said, don't, ever, don't doubt it for one moment. He will be the one to choose. Now listen, there's a way spiritual things work. They run... Let me give an example now. When God was going to send Saul to Samuel, he didn't tell Saul. Saul ran naturally and found himself on the path that God said should be used to lead him to Samuel. And God said to Samuel, that's the man I told you I will send to you. Did Saul hear it? No. All we know is that something got missing. I hope you're getting my point. And his father decided that he should be the one to go and look for it. And then the servant said, let's go and ask the man of God, this year. And they landed at the correct time that God predetermined in the presence of someone. What am I trying to say? When we are saying God has anointed people, please don't bother listening to prophets who tell this man will be the next president. This one will not be. Now, is it, is it possible that God has revealed it to some prophets? Yes, certainly. I'm just instructing you not to bother to listen to anyone. Because they will confuse you. They will tell you who to vote for. Listen, if God has appointed a man, vote for the opposite. The man will still win. Do you get my point? So don't use prophecy to choose your voting pattern. I remember one prophecy that Pastor Tundebakari gave many years ago about one man coming from Adamo and all of that. When Obasanjo was now coming from... No, was it Obasanjo? Yes. No, there was one... Anyway, Atiku came into the picture and it was from Adamawa. Do you know a lot of believers went to vote for Atiku's platform? Whether it's under Obasanjo or something. Why? Because Pastor Nibakari has said something about a man arising from Adamawa. But he told us the man would be like a military man. This one, a customs man. The way he said it was that time. Make a long story short. A lot of brethren voted. I didn't. <laughs> that's, that's it. They, they were voting like that. But I think, damn, I forgot what happened anyway. But their voting did not catch they were using prophecy to vote. I'm telling you, don't bother. What did I say? <laughs> vote based on spiritual intelligence. What do I mean by spiritual intelligence? We have seen that your tribe is not spiritual intelligence. It's spiritual idiocy. Yes. What do I mean by spiritual intelligence? Remember that my friend, my roommate, who said I voted for him because he's my brother. That's spiritual idiocy. You don't vote like that. What are you praying for? If you think this man is good, this man is very prudent. You know, people say that Peter Big doesn't spend money. You don't want people who don't spend money. Vote for him. But if you say he will never borrow, say no. We will stop. He said, I would rather let you stop. Say, bro, I don't want to stop. Let me vote for you. <laughs> well, do you get my point? Calculate based on what you understand. It's not going to affect the outcome. 
It's called a civic duty. You have to do the civic duty according to understanding. Let's give an example. In America, right now, Nancy Pelosi, the Archbishop of the Catholic Church Supervising Area, banned her from communion. Now, by law, she's the third most powerful individual in America because number one is the president. Next is the vice president, who is their own Senate president. You know, in America, the VP actually is the head of Senate. Third in line, or second in line, they call it now, second in line to the president is the Speaker of the House, currently Nancy Pelosi. The Archbishop said, don't come to any Catholic church in my district to take communion. And announced it publicly. And that, and serious about it, all the priests have heard, if Nancy shows up, no communion for her. Why? She's a sinner. Why? Her support for termination of pregnancy, they say, is against Catholic doctrine. How do you openly declare you're a Catholic? Then you openly go against what the Catholic Church teaches. For example, if that archbishop needs to vote, he will vote against her. For example, if it was an American, other Donald Trump. He called my country, you know, Latin whole country, it doesn't matter. Are we getting my point? What was strong in our hearts, that which was why we were marching for him in the nature, even though our votes didn't count. <laughs> We are Nigerians, I mean, we are talking about American election here. <laughs> Yet, a church had a major, you know what they call it? Parade or rally, thank you, that's the word. A major rally for an American president. When their votes don't count. <laughs> what was the reason? The man, see, you may like him, you may not like him, but defending the faith was important to a lot of people. Whether in hypocrisy, or in reality, he defended the faith. Do you know our current president went to his office in America and he asked him, Why are you persecuting Christians? You know, he was on course. He didn't understand this. Day, you know, this, this, this. He said, Oh boy, they say you they fight the Christians. Is it true? He asked him straight, No. <clears throat> A pastor was arrested and locked and you know, detained for two years in Turkey. He came into power. He said, Edogan, I better send my guy home. He said, hey, let's not fight over this matter. He told him, if you don't send him home, I will destroy your economy. Things that Barack Obama would not say in his whole life, you know, he would never say it. He would never say it. This man said. So, when election time comes up, for you, that is important to you, what do you do? You vote for it. That's what God is saying. It will not change his desired outcome. So please, as you are going, please go and vote intelligently. That's what I'm trying to say. Every believer, vote according to your spiritual intelligence. Don't vote in such a manner that God will be ashamed of you. You go and vote and say, ah, this guy is my uncle. Once he wins that this man, we don't hammer. Then God will now punish you. Is he good? If all you are thinking of, we don't hammer, please don't go and vote because you will sin against the Lord. If you say, ah, he's my uncle, I know him, I trust him. Is a person whose integrity I can swear by. Then that's good. Being your uncle does not mean you can't vote for him. It's the reason why you are voting for him. But if you say, ah, Banky W won primaries. If he wins, we'll be dancing every day. <laughs> God will say, are you electing an entertainer? <laughs> dancer? The fact that you like his music does not mean we should vote for him. I'm not saying you should vote for him, but please, don't use the fact that Jambori Godi House of Rep... To go and vote for anybody. God will take the, you are electing an unserious body of legislators. But if you say, I know him, he puts excellence into everything he does. The other guy, Naritada Agbero. You know, you just calculate, you say, Lord, please, 
I want a man of excellence. And you vote for him. This is how you will vote as a believer. But having said that, it is not going to affect directly what heaven has decided. So you can vote for somebody and the person is not actually the answer to your prayer. And then God gives you the answer to your prayer who you did not vote for. Do you get my point? Let's bear it in mind. So what are we establishing as faith in our hearts again? Remember, heaven rules. The almighty rules. The most high rules. He rules. He rules. He rules. So we say, in his sovereignty, he will appoint for us a man of peace. Amen. A man of righteousness. Amen. One that will do his will in this nation. Amen. Let me say another thing, then we'll rise up. It's a principle we have taught here before. just want to go by it, because what I'm going to do now is this. I'm just trying to explain many things. We'll read all the scriptures in a moment. I have them here for us to read. I want us to remember something. That the way you win in spiritual things is persistence. What do I mean? If you are going to divide the Red Sea, you are going to lift the rod over that sea and keep it there until the sea divides. When we were young, we thought that Moses just went there and struck the Red Sea and the Red Sea divided. No. He stretched his rod over the sea and his arms began to ache. So he was straight to this left hand. Then he was straight to this right hand. I imagine you say, Joshua, please help me here. I believe that. As long as it was the rod of Moses and Moses was there. And as long as that rod is kept up. Remember, the sea was driven back by wind. Do you remember that? Yes. God sent his spirit as wind. His power as wind. And it began to beat upon that sea. Began to beat upon that sea. And it continued to beat upon that sea. This is what I'm going to say to you. It continued as long as the rod of Moses was up. When Joshua went to Ai, when Israel fought Amalek, the same thing. A rod had to be up. Joshua stretched forth his javelin towards Ai. And the Bible says he did not withdraw his hand with which he stretched out that javelin until he had utterly destroyed all the inhabitants of Ai. And he wasn't talking about he didn't withdraw my hand from striking. No, he pointed it like this. He personally didn't go there. He sent his commanders. You know the story of Moses and all. They went up to that mountain. And they stayed there while Joshua and Ku were down fighting the Amalekites. And the hands of Moses became weary, became tired. So Aaron and all gave him a seat and a stone, and they kept his hands up, helped him to keep the rod up. You know, sometimes God, you know, that's what they call grace. Keeping your hand up is not small. Obviously, it's not a small thing. It's not a small thing. But it doesn't win battles, naturally speaking. Naturally speaking, it doesn't win battles. That's what grace is. Grace will give you a job to do. That job will stress you sometimes. It will put pressure on you sometimes. But it cannot be compared. That is, your amount of effort cannot be compared with the results they bring. People of grace are hardworking people. They are not lazy people. You know, that's one thing people don't realize. When, when you preach grace, they, they think that men, by grace, well, I don't suffer, man. So, nine o'clock, they are still sleeping and yawning. Turning like the Bible is like a door on the hinge. It turns like this, turn like this. Your wife is going out in the morning, you are still stretching. Some men, eh, I've seen them. Let me not start. No, I will start. <laughs> uh, they, they, you know, they, they are donating their wives for snatching. Yes. Yes, I've seen them. In Jesus' name, it's among some believers. Amen? Amen. I'm just prophesying that too. Because I don't see them for church too. Tell me there are no jobs in the country. You will lie, lie down there morning, afternoon, and night. 
waiting for your wife to go and hustle and come back home and you eat and you are not having diarrhea. I'm amazed. Listen, bro, get up. Go and find something. I don't care what it is. Go and find it to do. The man I was talking about, I said, impressed me earlier today. When he said what he was doing, he said his wife works in an powerful establishment. She tried to use her connection there to get him a job in one of our very powerful establishments. Told the woman, that is not what I want to do. My organ mentor has told me some things I'm walking by. So you know what he used to do? Every day he would bring small money home. The money wasn't much, but when he told me the amount, I calculated it. No, he would end, starting in that establishment, he would end like five times that amount. Four to five times. So every day I would come, I'll give my wife this one. So I did let her be seeing money and bring it. So that made her cool down. And eventually, he's not earning three times what they would have paid him in that establishment. Yes. So get up in the morning, guys. Go and, I don't care. I, look, go down to the car wash. Wash one or two cars. That will buy at least three loaves of bread when you are going home. Met one man in Portaco, one of our, those are our programs. He used to work in an oil servicing company. In that time, oil business went bad. They were not paying them for months. He said, Pastor, after listening to you, I went to learn how to paint. He said, my friends do construction. And when you see the boys, you know, there are boys you will see, you know, they say, I don't chop. These kind of people that they've had holidays abroad and that kind of thing. He said, he said, look, my parents are well to do. He said, but I couldn't go back home to go ask them for money. And I have a wife, I have two kids. He was saying, in Portaco there. He said, what did I do? I went and met my friends who do construction. What's the fastest thing I could learn? Painting. So I learned to paint. So his friends would build the house. He became their painter. He felt good. He's an engineer. Hey, hey, hey. He's an engineer. <laughs> Working on an oil servicing firm. But they owed them for like seven months at a go. Ah, he said, my mom was wacko. Mm. I'm say, grace does not make us lazy. Paul said, I am what I am by the grace of God. And his grace working towards me did not prove vain. Well, how did this show I labored more than them all. But it was not I. It was what? The grace of God working with me. Some were preaching favor. Grace. It doesn't mean we just sit at home, just wake up. Brethren, praise God. This arm of flesh. I don't believe in the arm of flesh, man. I wake up when I want to wake up. Praise God. Last one week, I've been waking up by 12 noon. And by 2 o'clock, I've slept again for the day. And I've made a million. You're a thief. You are misleading the younger generation. Grace does not mean we don't get up. Grace means we put in the little, it brings out much. But that little, you must put it in. That little, you must put it in. Okay, Nano? Why did I get into that, Joe? <laughs> Moses. If Moses got all the most powerful pumps in the world, and with all the shovels and buckets, he couldn't part the Red Sea. So to lift up a rod compared to the pattern of the Red Sea is a small thing. But in itself, lifting up the rod was not easy. To fight Amalek and win, that old man was not going to fight. But lifting up the rod so that Amalek prevailed when his hands went down. But Joshua prevailed when his hands were up. It showed that he had to keep the hands up even though the hands were getting tired. That's why he needed help. Grace does not mean you will not be hardworking. Please bear that in mind. Joshua pointed the spear. Please, you may think it's a small thing, but time yourself. i just give you five minutes. Carry a bucket. Not a bucket. Um, one liter bottle of water. Hold it up like this. If after five minutes you are not dead, call me. <laughs> not literally dead. It's not easy. The man was a warrior, so we understood that he had good upper arms, good upper chest, strong arm. But his javelin was not a bottle of water. They put that javelin on a scale. Oh boy, you are dealing with 10 kg. Those that are. They didn't have alloys. Though. Solid iron. So when he held it like this, bros, no be smart. He got tired too. He would change the hand like this. 
He would change his hand this way. And he couldn't withdraw the hand, the Bible says, until he had totally destroyed I. The principle of victory is that the word of God he has placed in our mouth, we will not withdraw from uttering it until we have totally established righteousness in Nigeria. I hope you're getting my point. We will not. We will not. We will continue to speak the truth, planning to stop only when we are dead, so that we can never be discouraged. We will continually utter the truth. This is what I've been saying. We keep on saying, let everybody be opposed to us. Jesus said, if you are ashamed of me, I'll be ashamed of you before my father and his holy angels. That is, if you are ashamed of my word, in the beginning was the word, the word was with God, the word was God. The word became flesh. So if we are ashamed of the word, so these words I have said, don't be ashamed to say it in front of your friends. So Nigeria is a contract. It says it's not a contraption, it's the will of God. What you are doing is that you are generating the ambience by which the purpose of God will be fulfilled. That's what I'm saying. You are generating the ambience. When they say Kabbalah has decided, they say, Kabbalah decided what? Say that seat will be occupied by the one that the heavenly father has decided. How do you know? Because he said, the most high rules in the affairs of man. And he says upon the kingdoms, whomsoever he wishes, even the lowliest of them. They did not say he's the governor amongst the nations. Every authority is from him. You declare that. Don't be ashamed of it. But like we're saying, this political system, just every day, any chat group here, that is the main gist. So my classmates, I'm in the chat group. Just every time. So one day, after they finished talking today, of course, I was doing something when I picked up my phone. See, long chat. I read what they said. I said, look, let me tell you who. My own is option E. So they said, which one is option E? I said, you know, never do jam before. Never do objective. I said, none of the above. <laughs> I said, all these people are saying, my own is option E. None of the above. I said, there's no man you have mentioned amongst them that I put my faith in. So what are you saying? I said, we will trust in the Lord and in his choice. We will find out after the election. They said, but the president said, I quote a chance they go for them. I said, politicians don't even know what they said. You're not the one going crazy over what somebody said. Don't paint anybody as a saint for me. And don't bother painting anybody as a devil. The will of God must be done. Our faith is in the Lord making his choice. See, it seems like we are talking, but you let me tell you something, we are praying. What we are doing, we are praying. The remnants, the people of God in this nation, we are saying, as we go to change the leadership of this country, all crazy people will not make it there. All selfish people will reject them. Those who will not make laws of righteousness will reject them. Those who have invested their money hoping to recoup when they are in power, we reject them. Amen. We declare that only the will of God will stand. Amen. What is the will of God? Let's rest our feet. Let's read some scriptures. Now that I've explained everything, this is the javelin. This is the rod. This is the word that we are now going to lift up. And we'll keep it lifted up. And listen, people of God, we'll never put our hands down. Amen. Until we have seen the victory of the Lord over leadership in this nation. Amen. Until we have seen the victory of the Lord over corruption. Amen. Those people who have trying to say that somebody will fight corruption. Now, when President Muhammad Buhari was coming, he said he will fight corruption. He has seen corruption. He has gotten tired. I don't mean any insults, but that's how powerful it is. The election has not been as monetized as this one, ever. Dollar was selling for five seventy. Then when they began to prepare for primaries, he crossed six hundred. I said they should have listened to uh, Emir of Kano, former Emir of Kano. So when he was governor, the man said, "Let me print." Big notes so that these guys will do their budget in big currency and agree. They, they don't love dollar, just easier to carry. 
That's it. It's not no. They, most of the dollars are going to go back to Naira over the next few weeks. And the boys who collect, you think they are going to pay school fees in dollars? <laughs> Gary is only Naira, man. <laughs> Don't worry. They are going to change it back. They are going to change it back. But they need it to make it easy to carry. What am I going to say? One human being cannot stop corruption. The man is frustrated. He's tired. I say it again. Only the power of God can end corruption. Yes. Oh, he's the only one. He's the only one. He's the only one. So what are we doing? We are lifting up the rod of God. Somebody say, we are lifting up the rod of God. We are lifting up the rod of God. We are lifting up the word of God. All right, let's start. Let's quickly open our Bibles. I just want to read some of these ones that we just mentioned just now. First of all, let's read from the book of um, Daniel chapter 4. Daniel chapter 4. We are going to read from verse, um, we'll read verse 17, then we'll read verse 34 and verse 35. Please remember, we are not reading this as we just want to read. We are fighting. We are facing the Amalekites. We are facing Ai. We are facing the enemies of God. We are facing the Red Sea. And we are lifting up this rod to drive back the waters. To overcome the enemies of God. We are going to read Daniel chapter 4. Which verse did I say first? Then? And 35. Very good. So if you have it, say amen. Again, just to make reading sweet, let's read together in the same version. I have New American Standard here, so please, if you can, just use that. If you don't have it, look into your neighbor's zone. Amen. Amen. All right, one, two, let's go. This sentence is by the decree of the angelic watchers, and the decision is a command of the holy ones, in order that the living may know that the Most High is ruler over the realm of mankind, and bestows it on whom he wishes and sets over it the lowliest of men. Now I want us to read the last three lines again. Start by the most high. I hope you get my point. We're going to read that at least twice. One, two, let's go. The most high is ruler over the realm of mankind and bestows it on whom he wishes and sets over it the lowliest of men. Now we're going to read it next time. This time around you say over the realm of this nation. Do you get it? One, two, let's go. The Most High is ruler over the realm of this nation and bestows it on whom he wishes and sets over it the lowliest of men. See, by doing this, we are, enfor- see, we are enforcing spiritual order. Yeah, that's what we are doing. We are enforcing spiritual order. We are taking power away from APC. We are taking power away from PDP. We are taking power away from NNPP. We are taking power away from Labour Party. We are taking power away from AFGA. We are taking power away from every political party in this nation. Yeah. And we are saying, once he has spoken, twice I have heard this, that what? The power belongs to God. Say it again. The power belongs to God. Say it again. The power belongs to God. Again. The power belongs to God. Two more times. The power belongs to God. One more time. The power belongs to God. That's what we are saying. That's what we are saying. That's, how, that's what prayer is. See, if you want to pray for the country, eh, don't mention anybody's name in prayer. Just carry this scripture. Say, Lord, we want to pray over Nigeria. Like sometimes in the house, I tell my child, let's pray over this country for security. We just bring out Psalm 46 and read it to the end. That's the prayer. We say, I bind, I lose. I don't even know what is tied, what is loose. So I don't know what to bind right now or what to lose. So I just carry the scripture, Psalm 46, and I read it from beginning to the end. My emphasis is that he makes wars cease to the ends of the earth. Just read it over the land. Please never forget. 
lift up the word of God over everything. So let's read it again. That third line, remember, over the realm of this nation. And he bestows the presidency on whom he wishes. And sets over it the lowliest of men. One, two, let's go. The most high is ruler over the realm of this nation. And bestows the presidency on whom he wishes. And sets over it the lowliest of men. One more time. The most high is ruler over the realm of this nation. And bestows the presidency on whom he wishes. And sets over it the lowliest of men. The will of God is already done. Hear ye the word of the Lord, Nigeria. Hear ye the word of the Lord, Asurok. The Lord will by himself appoint the next president. The man that will do his will, the one that will do his purpose, the one who will establish his counsel for this land, by himself he will anoint and establish such a one. By himself he will anoint and establish such a one. In the name of Jesus Christ. No human being will be able to stop him. Amen. No human being will be able to stop the Lord. Amen. He said, if I stretch, he said, if I act, who can hinder it? He said, as for my outstretched arm, who can turn it back? So we say, Lord, stretch forth your hand. Amen. Act. Amen. Act. Amen. Act. Amen. Give us a good leader. Amen. Bless this nation. Amen. Bless this nation. Amen. Have mercy upon this land. Amen. Father God, we want to ask you sincerely. Give us a leader so that under his watch, you will end corruption. Amen. Lord, give us a leader so that under his watch, you will end injustice. Amen. Lord, give us a leader so that under his watch, you will end insecurity. Amen. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Our hope is not in anybody. Yes. We want somebody who will be a sign of what God is doing. Amen. Let's read the other two verses. 34 and 35. Now, I'm going to read the first part. Then we'll read the rest together. Verse 34. Now after everything, Nebuchadnezzar said this. He said, but at the end of that period, I, Nebuchadnezzar, raised my eyes toward heaven, and my reason returned to me. And I blessed the Most High, and praised and honored him who lives forever. Go ahead with me. For his dominion is an everlasting dominion, and his kingdom endures from generation to generation. All the inhabitants of the earth are counted as nothing. But he does according to his will in the host of heaven and among the inhabitants of earth. And no one can word of his hand or say to him, what have you done? That's the word of God. We leave this word over this nation. Because when you get home, read this word. Anytime you want to pray for the country, just speak these things. Sometimes the Christians talk too much. God is in heaven. You are on earth. So? 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 Everybody echo it. Let your word be few. Too much talk is not necessary. <laughs> Let your words be few. I said the other time, how do we pray? One, we talk about the Lord. Number two, talk about his promises. Number three, we lay the matter before him. And last of all, tell him what we think we want done. And then we give him thanks. Sometimes when I hear Christian prayer, I say, all oh, this English. Don't confuse the Lord with your grammar. There's one man I heard prayer. When he finished speaking, I said, don't discourage young Christians. They will think this is how difficult praying is. Let your words be few. Take back to him. He said, you who remind the Lord, give him no rest. Daddy, what do you do? Tell him what he said before. Don't come up with fantastic ideas. Lord, you who created this nation, 
You are the ruler over the realm of mankind. That's it. We talked about the Lord. You said you will rule in the affairs of man. According to your word, anyone that rules must rule in righteousness. So, Lord, we ask you, give us good leaders in this nation. In Jesus' name. Amen. Shaken Let's read it again. Remember where we began from. Just start from his dominion. Do you understand it? Want to let's go? His dominion is an everlasting dominion. And his kingdom endures from generation to generation. All the inhabitants of the earth are counted as nothing. But he does according to his will in the host of heaven. And among the inhabitants of earth. And no one can word of his hand. Or say to him, what have you done? What am I saying? What are we saying? No one will be able to stop what he's doing. APC will not be able to stop it. PDP will not be able to stop it. No political party will be able to stop it. Traditional rulers will not be able to stop it. No emir will be able to stop it. No professional body will be able to stop it. No aggregation of personal interests will be able to stop it. But he will establish his presence on that throne. And we will be blessed. And we will be blessed. Righteousness will flourish. Righteousness will flourish. Justice will flourish. Corruption will die. Corruption will die. Corruption will die. Corruption will die. In the name of Jesus Christ. That's the word of God. It's the word of God. It's the word of God. Is the word of God. Let's see what God says a ruler must do. Second Samuel chapter 23. Please, for certain reasons, I want to read this in either the King James or New King James. Second Samuel 23. This was David, the Swiss psalmist of Israel. Now, these are the last words of David, son of David, the son of Jesse, declares. The man who was raised on high declares, the anointed of the God of Jacob, the Swiss psalmist of Israel. This was what he said. I want us to read, please flip over to King James. I want us to read two verses, or New King James, anyone you have, just the two of them would, would say about the same thing. King James or New King James, anyone? But I just want us to read it there. Because we are prophesying that this is what God will give us in 2023. Yes, this is what the Lord will give to us in the coming election. In the name of Jesus Christ. Are you there? Three and four we are going to read. One, two, let's go. The God of Israel said... The rock of Israel spake to me. He that ruleth over men must be just, ruling in the fear of God. And it shall be as a light of the morning when the sun riseth, even a morning without clouds, as the tender grass springing out of the earth, by clear shining after rain. Did you hear that? This is the word of the Lord. The one who will rule over this nation will be just. Amen. He will rule in the fear of God. The one who will rule over this nation will be just. I say he will rule in the fear of God. We declare that the one who will rule over this nation will be just. And he will rule in the fear of God. In the name of Jesus Christ. Now, let's read it together one more time. Now, what we are doing, remember, we are lifting up the word of God. That's what we are doing. We are lifting up the word of God. We are saying to the Lord, this is what you said. Do it for us in the name of Jesus. If enough of us will do this, what we will do is we generate an ambience of faith and establish the will of God in Astorok. We do it in our various states. We will generate the ambience of faith and establish the will of God in our states. If enough of us will do this, we will generate the ambience of faith and populate the legislative houses with the people that God wants. I don't care who they have elected in primaries. Secondaries is still coming. Tertiary will still come. 
You say, which one is primary? Primary is the one they have gone to choose their representative. Second is the main election. Tertiary is one will kick you out and replace you. There are different ways of kicking you out. The gentle way will just recall you. The difficult way the law will just strike you. One way or the other, you are going. And the will of God will be brought in. The Red Prince told the story when he was praying about the Second World War. The war was going very badly for them. The German soldiers and their allies, of course, <laughs> they were pummeling you know, the allied you know, aggregation. The British army and the rest of the world. So he began to pray. Lord, give us men so that it will be for your glory to give us victory through them. And they decided to pull out the commander of the forces in North Africa. And they decided to bring another person. The person they brought was chosen by the council of war. As the man was flying in, the plane crashed. He fell out of the plane, broke his neck and died. That was chosen by the council of war. So there was now an emergency. Former commander is out. The one who they just brought in just died. So personally, on his own, Within churches, a church had to appoint another person. And they gave them a man called Bernard Montgomery. And that one came and shook the place up and down. Disciplined all the soldiers. And when they were going to fight the decisive battle of Al Alamein, the man gathered the soldiers and said, Let us pray to the Lord of hosts who will give us victory in this battle. I hope you're getting my point. That's what I mean by tertiary still coming. <laughs> the one they brought, he fell and broke his neck and died. The plane crashed, landed. I think in the storm was, in the windstorm, you know, it was North Africa. The guy landed, crashed. The man died there as he was reporting for duty. God said, that's not the man I chose. Now send him the son of a Baptist minister. Montgomery's father was a minister. And the young general knew how to pray. He, he dis, I told you, grace does not take nonsense. He came there, disciplined all, his, all the officers. Boosted the morale. And the battle that turned the war around. He gathered his men to pray before they launched out. They were fighting the most terrible general from Germany. This, what was the guy's name? Who knows history? Rommel. Rommel was tough. Was a tank commander. Tough guy. Said, so we are going to beat that guy, Rommel. And he beat him. But he remembered to ask a lot of hosts to give them victory. So anybody who wants to go into power now, if you are going to look for your stomach, there, we are feeling sorry for that stomach. We give it ulcer. We give it cancer. We destroy that stomach. You go shit tire. I'm telling you the truth. We drive you away from that office. Let's read that scripture again together. This is our decree. It's the word of God concerning this nation. One to let's go. The God of Israel said, The rock of Israel spake to me. He that ruleth over men must be just, ruling in the fear of God. And it shall be as the light of the morning. When the sun rises, even a morning without clouds, as the tender grass springing out of the earth, by clouds shining after rain. Father God, this is what you do for us in Jesus' name. Amen. This is what the Bible calls the will of God. Amen. Let it be done in Jesus' name. Amen. The Lord taught us to pray, thy will be done. Lord, let this will be done. Amen. Let our rulers rule in righteousness. Amen. Let them rule in the fear of God. Amen. Let them be like the light of the morning. Bringing forth good like when the sun is rising. In the name of Jesus Christ. Lord, let them shine light and dispel darkness out of this land. Through them shine light and dispel darkness. The darkness of insecurity. The darkness of corruption. The darkness of injustice. Let it be dispelled in the name of Jesus. Because of time, quickly, let's read Psalm 46 over this nation. 
And then we'll close with that. You can go back to our regular um, version now. Psalm 46. We're not just reading a psalm. We're uttering a prayer. Let's just read the same version, New American Standard. Just so our voices will rhyme, that's all. We declare these words over this nation. Amen. We declare these words because of mercy. Amen. We declare these words because of peace. Amen. We say, Lord, let your peace be established in Nigeria. Amen. Let your mercy be upon this land. Amen. Lord, drive away bloodshed. Amen. Bring it to an end. Amen. Drive away false doctrines. Amen. We approve false prophets. Amen. Ah, I need to say that. We approve false prophets. Amen. We approve false prophets. Amen. We approve false, false churches. Amen. We approve, we approve false teachers. Amen. Anyone who will try to teach, lead the body of Christ astray, be uprooted. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Lord, establish pastors after your own heart Amen. who will feed your people with knowledge and with understanding. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. For these reasons, Lord, we utter these words over this land. One, two, let's go. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth should change, and though the mountains slip into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam, though the mountains quake at its swelling pride. For there is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy dwelling places of the Most High. God is in the midst of her, she will not be moved. God will help her when morning dawns. The nations made an uproar. The kingdoms tottered. He raised his voice. The earth melted. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our stronghold. Eight. Come behold the works of the Lord, who has wrought desolations in the earth. He makes wars to cease to the end of the earth. He breaks the bow and cuts the spear in two. He burns the chariots with fire. Cease striving and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our stronghold. Amen. Amen. I said amen. Amen. Father, we give you praise. We give you thanks. We give you praise. In the name of Jesus, we have prayed.